You're listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, Episode 105. Welcome to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast, where we explore public health epidemiology careers and share tips and strategies to help you enter or transition into the field. And now your host, Dr. Charlotte Hughes-Huntley. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining me on this episode. Now, this episode is part three of a three-part series where I've talked about professional networking and public health. It's a challenge. I've been challenging everyone, students, graduates, professionals of all levels to just step up, level up your professional networking game, your action plans, your steps, your strategy. And I've been talking about the importance of networking, benefits of networking, programs that I have that can help you with your profile on LinkedIn. It can help you with networking at conferences. I've been in just covering the whole gamut in these, these episodes. So in this episode, I'm going to wrap all of that up. I'm going to recap a little bit and, and give you some takeaways and some action steps and things you can do next, you know, moving forward. But before I go into all of that, I want to share a story with you. And I was trying to figure out where the story would fit in. So I thought I'd start out with the story. It is so relative to everything that I've been teaching and everything that I've been talking about in these episodes. And um, so let me just tell you about this. Um, I talk about the importance of mixing things up in, in one of my programs or multiple programs. It's good, for example, if you're an epidemiologist, you need to be in epidemiology-specific conferences and meetings, but you also need to interact with other parts of public health, and that is very complimentary. I also think it's important that we attend our public health conferences and industry meetings, but also more broadly, you know, maybe business type of events or meetings and bring the two together. And I'm not really sure. I think it's because I've just created the, I was at the, at the time that I was wrapping up this program, I created uh, professional networking at uh, public health conferences. When I was creating that program, all of the strategies that I were, you know, mentioned and teach, talked about in that program were really fresh on my mind at the time that I attended this conference. So I'm in the season of of attending a lot of conferences, just as I teach, I walk the walk myself. So one of the conferences is, um, it was a women's conference at my church. And I attend a large church. And if you all um, are churchgoers, or if you're part of a large church, or if you've ever been a part of a large church, you know that it's hard when you're in a, a setting where there's hundreds of people in in one room at the time to really get to know all of those people. You really just can't build relationships with everyone in this, you know, in that setting. And my husband and I have been attending the same church for years. And we have found that there's little communities of people in certain areas of the church and in the sanctuary, because people tend to kind of sit in the same areas, creatures of habit. And I do make an effort to get to know the people around you, but we've formed a sort of mini community. So the people that are in our general area, we know each other really well. We, we uh, spend time together outside of our church events and we you know we've just gotten to know our families are close and so our church was having this big women's conference and I was really looking forward to it I was really I, I felt like I needed to really have that spiritual connection I needed to be with you know other Christian women and I was really excited because one of the breakout sessions of this this conference was for women in business. So I was like, I'm there already. I need to be, you know, I was just thinking about all the benefits. I can connect with my sisters and my Christian business owners. And just, you know, I just was expecting something great to happen. 
And then the other part of my mind was going to, okay, there's probably going to be a, a time I'm going to have to explain what I do. And I always have, that's always a challenge for me. I don't know if any of you remember this, but way back at the beginning in episode two, that is still a super popular podcast episode. Don't stop now, but at some point, go back and listen to podcast episode number two. It's called What is an Epidemiologist? And it's hard to explain what I do to the non-scientific community. It's sometimes hard to explain what I do to the scientific community, but especially the non-scientific community. So I'm always trying to look for this, the right way to explain it. So whenever I'm in a situation, it doesn't make me, I'm not afraid of it. You know, I just don't want to go too far and lose them. And they get, you know, it, it happens. You know, you over explain something and they just don't get it. Or, you know, I start talking about it and they shut me down real quick and say, I don't get all that, you know. But anyway, I'm always thinking about how can I explain this? Because I want to explain it in a way that people can understand. I want them to be able to take something away from what I can share with them or just knowing me that's going to benefit them in some way. So I'm always thinking about that. So as I was going, I remember clearly (laughs) I was walking to like the room where this little breakout session was. And I was, for that moment, I was thinking more about how I was going to explain what I do when it becomes my turn to talk about it. And I was imagining it being within a small group of a few women because they'll, you know, you talk to people. It's a group of women that are all focused on business. So everybody's going to talk about their business at some point. So I was just trying to think about how I was going to explain it. Well, I walk into the room and the two women that are leading this breakout session are two very good friends of mine. So I was excited about that. I was like, yes, I love the familiar faces. I love their businesses. I'm big. I'm a, I'm customers of theirs. So I know them really, really well. And so I was just just ready. At that point, I just I was just ready. I had my notebook, had my favorite pen. I was just ready to take some notes. I knew it was going to be good. I was it was going to be prayerful. I mean, just a whole spiritual, professional development, like everything. I was like, this is going to be so good. I even sat like really close, like the second row, which I'm not a front row person. Okay, you guys, <laughs> if you if you're like me, when I go into a session like that, I can sit sort of the middle of the room or toward the back of the room. I like to scan what's in front of me. Um, I'm not afraid to talk. I'm not afraid to mingle. I just kind of like things in front of me. Um, and I'm not really distracted usually by that. So my ideal setting in most rooms like that is somewhere in the middle or that you know kind of third quarter going back. So because they were my friends and I was excited to see them, I sat in the front and uh, a couple other people came in and the room was starting to fill up, but I wasn't really aware of how many people were behind me because I was right up front. So a, a friend of mine sat next to me and we just kind of chatted a little bit and some other ladies were in there. And you know how you're just mingling, you're getting to know somebody new and you're just kind of interacting. Well, they got started and right away, my friend that led the, you know, they introduced themselves. And and then the question was, they, they kind of divided the room. They wanted to know how many people were thinking about a business and maybe had the idea, but it hadn't started. And then they wanted to know who already had a business and, you know, was operating and, you know, had been in business for a while. So, you know, we had show of hands and they were talking about, this is great. So then she went a step further and she asked if there were any volunteers, like some, she just wanted one person that had a business idea if they wanted to share what their business idea was. And there was one person who did. And then she asked if there was someone who had a business and if they wanted to share their idea 
And there was another woman who raised her hand and she did. And I thought, okay, good. We're going to move on. But then she scanned the room and looked me dead in the face and said, what about you? Anybody else? Anybody else? What about you, Dr. Huntley? I was like, great. <laughs> so I stood up and I, you know, introduced myself. And as I turned around, I realized the room was packed. So I was like, okay, more than I thought. That's good. That's good. And then again, my mind is racing. Okay, how am I going to explain this so that I'm not going too far? I want this to be, you know, good. So I start to talk a little bit. And I gave kind of the good hybrid explanation that I'm used to giving about what I do. It's just a little part of it, so it's not overwhelming anybody. But what I realized is that there were so many smiling faces as I looked around the room and I talked to them. A lot of women were just smiling and nodding. There were at least a half a dozen cameras focused on me. People had their phones out. They were recording. And I was not really expecting that. Not right, you know, right in my face kind of thing. Um, it, it was good. No problem. But I just really was kind of taken back. So I didn't expect that many people And I didn't expect so many smiling faces and I didn't expect the camera thing. That really threw me off because then I was like, man, I probably should have fixed my hair a little nicer or (laughs) maybe I could have worn something there. I don't know. All this stuff was like in my head. You know how we do. So anyway, I got shaken all off. I, I explained and apparently I did a good job. They were smiling. They were with me. I had that the green light, um, you know, I didn't get the overwhelmed look from anyone. So I kind of wrapped that all up and I sat down and we proceeded on with the session. They, you know, took notes. It was really good. Again, everyone was behind me. So I really didn't, I didn't know what else was going, what the reactions were like. But as soon as they wrapped up what they were teaching, and then they had like about 15 minutes for people to kind of have a time to interact with each other. And so at that time, I was bombarded, not in a bad way, but so many people came up to me and I heard all sorts of comments from, I mean, people were excited to know what I was doing. So that was kind of surprising to me. I don't know why it was so surprising, but I don't, I didn't expect people to really understand what I do. I didn't expect people to really care. Most people aren't really interested in, you know, I get mostly, oh gosh, too much math or, you know, kind of a little pushback, but people were really interested. I heard comments from, oh, wow, my daughter just finished her MPH. She lives up in DC and she works for, you know, X agency. And I know she'd love to talk to you or connect with you. You know, I got those kind of comments. I had someone tell me, oh, wow. So you're the epidemiologist. I've heard there's an epidemiologist in our church. I just didn't know who it was. I was like, what? Who talks about that? As big as our church is, I didn't think that would be anything that would be something people would even care about if you're interested. So I was, you know, kind of surprised. And then I had people come up. uh, One of the pastor's wives came up. We have several pastors. If you are part of a big church, you know that there's usually a team of pastors. So one of the pastor's wives came up and she was talking to me. She introduced herself and she was talking about how her daughter is interested in a certain area of science, and she was really going on, and she's basically wanted me to talk with her daughter. I was the closest thing they had of someone that could relate to this kind of chemical industry-related type of work that her daughter wanted to do, and I was like, great. Some people came to me with their business ideas, and they thought, this is great. It's going to overlap with what you're doing. It was nonstop, those type of conversations. Um, I had people that were just, for that whole time, that 15, 20-minute block, I had to 
kind of run out there and get my bathroom break and get back before the next session started because there were people all around me. The good news is that I follow my own advice. I was prepared to share my contact information. I was prepared with kind of what to say when it was my turn. Um, I was prepared to talk about what I do. And I was open to the to the possibilities. Like I didn't really know what to expect. You don't know what you don't know. If you're not interacting with people, if you're not networking with people, you don't know what so, how someone else will receive you. You don't know what kind of connections you can make with people. You don't know what other, like sort of the gaps that you can fill in other people's lives or in their businesses. And you don't know what your representation means to other people. So that's just a perfect, real, like recent example of um, how, if I had not you know, I never would have expected this type of connection from a meeting like that. This was a women's conference at my church where I didn't even think that people talked about who I was or what I did. And and to be connected with so many women that because we were a large church, most of them I didn't know. I knew some of them, but a lot of them I didn't know. And to have them be so interested and so, you know, excited about what I was doing and what that meant for some other people, the representation, the fact that I had this business and I'm talking about what I do, um, it was huge. So I give you all those details and I'm telling you all of this because I feel like um, so often we can get so caught up in our own, our, our hangups about, you know, about networking you know, what other people are going to think, you know, how am I going to sound? What is it going to, are they going to connect with me? Are they going to receive me? What are they going to think of me? We get so caught up in those things that we can forget that it's really not about us. It's not about our hangups, at least. It's it's about being present because sometimes we're if we are um, focused on serving and we care about other people, we can really and truly get in our own way. We can hinder um, other people's progress, if if what we bring to the table, if our representation, our interaction really is going to encourage someone else, then we're holding them back because we don't want to show up. So sometimes it really, um, you really have to just spread your wings and you just have to step out and you just, without even knowing what to expect, and then just be excited about whatever happens from that as a result of that. So that was a recent example that I really wanted to share with all of you because um, that just, I, like I said, from my women's conference at my church, I never would have expected those types of comments and those type of connections. And there were a lot more, <laughs> a lot more. Um, but those are just a few examples. And I wanted you to, I wanted you to hear that. So also in episode, the previous episode 104, I talked a lot about these type of outcomes. And this is just a real example. So I wanted to add that in. So let's recap just a little bit here. I started this this professional networking challenge back in episode 103. So if you have not heard that episode, please go back. It's episode 103. It's um, titled Public Health Professional Networking Challenge. And I do go back, I go into some of the reasons why. I think it's so important that we focus on this topic and do a deep dive on professional networking. And all of us, because of, you know, whether you're a student graduate, you know, whatever type of business you may own, whatever level of, you know, uh, of your career that you're at, if you're a beginner in your profession, or if you're really seasoned, more senior in public health, regardless, professional networking is important to all of us and we can all stand to step it up. There's always room for improvement. So I decided to kick off this three-part series back 
you know, in episode 103 because it was that important. So I go back and explain all that. I also mentioned the two programs at that time that I have that really align well with professional networking, which is professional networking at public health conferences and optimizing LinkedIn for professional networking and public health. Then we went on to episode 104, which was also the official mark of two years of the podcast. So it was sort of a double meaning there. I was celebrating two years of the podcast with that episode, but I took a very deep dive into this topic. I talked about five reasons you should be networking. And I gave examples of each. Very briefly, it helps you fight the disconnected feeling that sometimes comes from not having people around you who understand what you do and your vision. Number two, it broadens your perspective about public health, you know, what is possible and how other professionals are serving. Number three, it helps, keeps you connected to the industry and prevents you from boxing yourself in, like boxing yourself into your own routine and agenda and growing cold. Prevents you from, you know, just being too comfortable and getting stagnant. Number four, it energizes you and helps you continuously think creatively about how to show up every day in a way that serves your community. You know, whether you're a business owner, professionals, we're here serving. So, and number five, you don't know what you don't know, just like I just explained in my story. If you're not connecting with new people, learning about what they're doing, when you're just, uh, you know, you're just accumulating a pile of missed opportunities. So I cover all of that. I even go into several examples from previous guests who share the importance of networking. Um, All of that is in uh, podcast episode 104. Please make sure that you listen to that if you have not already. I even tie everything really well together at the end of that episode and uh, and bring it uh, kind of full circle for you. So here we are in the final part three of this three-part episode. And really what I want to do is take a moment and go a little bit more specific on each of the two programs that I've mentioned that can help you. Now, the co- these coaching programs, and they are coaching programs because I'm a coach. I guide you. I, you know, everything is individual. I create these programs on a platform like I use because everyone is at, has a different schedule. Everyone has a different routine. If I were to just schedule this and try to teach it one-on-one, and meet with people on a, a fill up the calendar. I was I could only really impact a few people. I can only help a few people because by sheer nature, it'd be impossible to really put our calendars together, put our schedules together at times that would actually really work. We're just very busy people, and my audience is all around the country and really all around the world. So having a platform where I can create this so that you can access it on demand was the best fit for both of us. It's most uh, cost-effective. It's highest value. I can sit down, focus my attention, organize everything, use this technology that's available to us, and really pour into what I would sit down and teach you if we were sitting at the table. If we were sitting, if you came to my office and sat down with me at my at my desk at the conference center, we sat down and, and I was to teach you these strategies one-on-one. I use that mindset as I created this so that when you log in, I want you, my goal is for you to have that feeling that we're sitting down at the table and I'm going through this with you. So 
Each of these programs have been really created with much care, much thought, great deal of effort and energy. So I'll start with optimizing LinkedIn for professional networking and public health because it's just the first one that I created. It is a step-by-step beginner's guide to setting up and optimizing your profile, getting found by the right recruiters and professionals, finding clients, business connections, and growing your network on LinkedIn. It is comprehensive. It is very specific to public health. And there are a lot of strategies that I teach you throughout the program. It's not overwhelming. No one who has gone through the program has messaged me to say it's overwhelming. In fact, the reviews are quite the opposite. It's very refreshing. Uh, People who have gone through appreciate that it's created by a public health professionals for a uh, professional for other public health professionals. So it's very targeted for our industry because I'm just essentially I've gotten I've experienced great success using the LinkedIn platform. So I think about what has worked well for me and I teach that to you and I give you the why and some of the the strategic steps and and the thought behind it as you move through each of the lessons in this program. I've used the statistic and I will say it again, 95% of recruiters are using LinkedIn as a major tool to find candidates for their top tier job opportunities. It's not something you want to, um, you don't want to downplay that. You want to really take action, take it very seriously. And I really challenge you to challenge yourself, like what is preventing you from having a strong profile and networking on LinkedIn. It is not enough to just have a profile on LinkedIn. You need to have the right information. You need to make sure that you're making the most of that platform because you want to attract the people that you want in your network to you. So making you know the most of that profile so that you can attract the type of people, recruiters, professionals, clients, you know, that you want in your network. You want to be able to attract them to you. And that's what I help you do with this program. So you learn what to include in each section of your profile step by step. You learn what to say and how to approach people on LinkedIn. You learn when to put effort into networking activities on LinkedIn. And you learn public health strategic steps and strategies for creating a strong profile and networking on LinkedIn. You know, when you go through this program, you will help it will help you to really make your profile your own. You can't just imitate what you see someone else doing. Some things, some some tools and some little tactics and some little things, uh, really strategic moves um, that I explain in this program, those, those steps that you take on your own profile are really targeting your needs. Some things you try and you may decide to keep doing it or not doing it based on the results that you're getting. What works for me does not gonna work the same way for you specifically. But essentially, the strategies are powerful. The strategies are the same. The strategies that I teach can be used regardless of, you know, whether you use uppercase or lowercase. You know, that's not the part that you should get hung up on. You know, but the strategies, the main, the foundation, that's important. And that's something that you can take and build your own creative, you know, unique you version based on that same strong profile uh, foundation. I hope you get that. That's really important because... For example, people will ask, um, should I have endorsements on? Should I receive endorsements? That can be very powerful. Well, I don't have endorsements. I'm not, you know, is my profile lacking? It's very individual. It depends on what your goal is. You know, it gives you a better idea. If you are starting a business 
and your goal and your objective is to find new clients, then you should not optimize your profile the very same way that someone who's looking for a job with the company. So your mission, your goals are different. Your focus, your vision, your objectives are different. So whether or not you use uh, something like endorsements will vary depending on what your objective is. So that's a lot of what I teach in this program. And if you're looking for that kind of help to really, really tweak your profile and make the most out of that platform, then this is why I created the program. It's for you. It's a deep dive into all the aspects of your profile and then some some strategies for engaging with connections. And, you know, once you create that profile and you've got it optimized, you know, how do you make the connections? How do you engage with them? You know, and then some additional resources. So that is something that I want you to pause, take a good hard look at, because if you look at it in detail and you think about what it, how it can help you, you can decide make a decision about enrolling or not. If you don't ever pay attention to it and really look at it for what it can do for you and how it can help you, then you're you're not even really evaluating it. So the other program is professional networking at public health conferences. And this is something that uh, created out of demand. And it is a program for students, graduates, professionals, and public health, including business owners, who are planning to attend a big or small conference within the next six months. You'll learn simple strategies for effective networking before, during, and after the conference so that you can develop your own professional networking action plan for your next public health conference. And I emphasize public health conferences, but let me tell you, I used... I was really very aware of the strategies that I was using as I was at that recent conference that I talked to you about in my story. And it's effective. It works because you just never know where you're going to find your connections. It Sometimes your, your great business connections will come at events that don't have public health in the title, but the strategies are still the same. I was, you know, like I said, I applied a lot of what needs to happen before the conference, um, during the conference, and after the conference, I applied it to this particular conference, even though it had nothing to do with public health. I still ended up with a lot of business connections. So um, I think this is, uh, it, it, it just kind of blows me away. Like I'm teaching it, I know it, but then when, you, when I experience something really recent like this, it just reinforces it in my own mind and in my own experience. Um, so I want that for everyone. So it is, like I said, a very deep dive. It is not overwhelming, but it's. I talk very much strategy and strategic moves and actions, and it's just very being very intentional, being very focused. And for people who are, whether you're introverted or extroverted, I kind of address a lot of this as I go through some of these strategies. Just knowing kind of how you are is important because you will take certain actions based on that. And and it's really your journey. It's all about you. So I'm trying to help you with the strategies that will help you help yourself. I hope that really makes sense. So we go through, there's a program workbook that goes along with this particular training. So you can download that, use it as you work through because I give strategy, strategy, strategy. I deep dive into a whole section on what to do before the conference, 
a whole section on what to do during the conference, a whole section on what to do after the conference. We wrap it all up. I help you develop your own action plan so that you're ready, keeping it focused, not being overwhelmed, not losing sight of these strategies as you go through each phase. So um, definitely check that out. Both of those programs have um, detailed uh, descriptions and even a preview if you feel like you need a preview to get more information. Now, I also bundled them together because they work extremely well together. So much of what I'm teaching in the what you do before, during, after the conference are very much correlated with how well you have optimized your LinkedIn profile. So they work extremely well together. So you can bundle them together and get both of those programs and save a great amount of money. They're high value. Individually, they're already priced very well and they're very high value, but putting them together, you can save even more and you get the best of both sides of that. You'll be able to, there's nothing lost there. You'll be able to make the most out of these experiences, connecting it with the real in-person conference experience with the online social media networking uh, power of LinkedIn. It's a very good combination. So they're bundled together because they work so well together. So please do check those out. Um, And really what I will say to you as an action plan is, Don't sit on this information. Don't let this just kind of, you know, you dismiss it because then we move on to another topic in the next episode. You know, I really want you to take some action. Enroll in the program, either of these programs or the bundle, if this is something that can help you, period. It was designed to answer those questions, to address so much more than I can address on a podcast episode. It's not just a a blog post with, you know, 10 things you can do. This is a deep dive. And if you're looking for that kind of targeted help, this is for you. Don't, don't go stagnant on this. Take action, enroll, and then go through the program and apply what you learn in these programs. Take action on what you learn. Now, right now there is, because I'm wrapping up this challenge, if you are listening to this at the day that it's published or within a couple of days, there is the best opportunity to save the most right now, but it is very limited. And I won't give time and dates because you may find this podcast episode two weeks after it's published. And you're like, wait a minute, that expired. There will always be a value in bundling those two together. But I'm just telling you right now, if you're listening and this is August, let's see, the day that this is released, if everything works out, the date should be August 20th which means that you have a couple of days to take action at the highest savings. And I really hope that you will do that and, uh, and really be able to benefit for yourself. The, um, the next, if you hear this later and time's already passed, don't hesitate. Still explore this opportunity because it's still going to be a tremendous value. The bottom line is that you have, from now moving forward, to develop your career, to advance your career, to level up your professional networking. And you're learning about this right now. So if you're learning at the time it's published or you're learning three months after it's published or a year after it's published, it's still relative, it's helpful, and it's time for you to, you know, you can still level up your professional networking. So I really encourage you 
to take action. That's why I put it all together. That's why I did a deep dive and a, a deep focus on that. And this topic is not going to go away. We will be bringing more guests and interviews in the, in the upcoming weeks. I'll be discussing other programs and services and products and resources, but that doesn't mean that this is no longer important. It always is important. We have to really embrace this idea of professional networking lifestyle. It needs to be a part of our regular professional lifestyle. All right, everyone. I hope this has been really helpful. I hope you're, you're taking action. Um, and I would love to hear your reviews, your, your, uh, your responses, your stories, how this helps you. So you can always respond to any emails that you receive from me, and you can always comment on social media. To find the programs that I've described to you, you have a number of options. You can visit the show notes page for this episode, which is episode 105, and just go to drchhuntley.com. And once you're there, <clears throat> once you're there, click on podcast from the main menu, and then just navigate to episode 105, and you'll find the links to everything that I've mentioned, the previous episodes, also these programs. You can also find these programs from the resources tab. So drchhuntley.com and just click on resources from the main menu and you'll find the programs there as well. All right, everyone. Until next time, have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Public Health Epidemiology Careers Podcast at drchuntley.com.